much more than a story about love. It's a story about freedom. It's a story about identity. And the question that the play, I think, asks very subtly is, are we who we feel ourselves to be inside, or are we simply the labels that society and parents, the world at large, puts on us and tells us, in the terms of Juliet, you will marry Paris, this man, because that's what your father wants. So it's, it's actually a very rich personal story set in a very extraordinary period of history. And settings are an important part of all, all, all your writing. You always think very carefully about where and when. How do you know that a time and place is ripe for a novel? Um, I, well, I, I really thought about the different periods I could set it in because... Shakespeare didn't invent this story. You know, there were there were other versions beforehand that he pillaged, uh, and some of the material I use comes from those earlier versions, and that was kind of 14th century Verona, which is not a terribly interesting time. I think right. 1499 is a very interesting period in history. As to the location, I I'm, went and stayed in Verona. You know, I spent time there, walking the streets, unlike. Shakespeare, who I don't think ever set foot in Italy, I was able to do that on a, on a cheap flight and just spend a week wandering around thinking, these are the locations I want to use. So it's very much set in a real Verona, a medieval Verona, most of which you can see today. Mm. Have you always been an admirer of Shakespeare? Kind of. You know, I went through that, that experience that most of us had at school where you were forced to do it and spent a lot of time thinking, there's a great story here, but I don't understand it because the language is so difficult. It's so very, very difficult. And that was the original thought behind doing Macbeth all those years ago is, you know, what would it be like if we removed the language, which really is the heart of Shakespeare, and tried to find a story beneath? Um, I think Shakespeare is an amazing storyteller and has this knack of telling stories that are kind of universal. You know, this story about freedom applies as much to young people and the rest of us today as it does to those people 500 years ago. But it can be very, very difficult. And it relies in the theatre on great performance. You know, you see bad Shakespeare performed and you've no idea what goes on. It's actually the actors who bring Shakespeare to life. Um, and you're very reliant on that. So yes, I've always been a fan, but I've often struggled with the language. And for this, you know, I would have academic um, tomes. I read them all about how people analyze a play. All of them disagreed, which was great for me because that meant there was no consensus. Um, but it, it's tough going. It is tough going. I know, you know, that's one of the reasons why the language in this is, is modern. It's, you know, there are, there are, there are occasional flourishes of Shakespeare. But I don't want anybody sitting there thinking, you know, what, what does that mean? Mm. Which is what we end up doing all the time, unfortunately, with Shakespeare. So do you hope that students or people that have struggled with Shakespeare in the past will come to this and, and, and sort of have their interest rekindled or, or established? Um, to be honest, no. I just want to tell a great story that, mm. that people find moving and interesting and intelligent. And if it sends them back to Shakespeare... That's great. You know, it does take themes and threads from Shakespeare and rework them into different things. So if you know Shakespeare, there will be little Easter eggs in there that you'll get. Um, but, but no, I don't think you can do that with this kind of work. You know, you've got to focus on the audience that you want. And the audience that I want is probably people who've never been near Shakespeare in their lives, but have thought, you know, there must be a great story in there. Mm. And this, of course, is written specifically for audio. Absolutely. And I know you've long been a big fan of audio as a medium. What do you think is so powerful about listening? Uh, 
it's it is a totally different experience. You know, in some ways, the kind of stuff we're doing here breaks new boundaries. You know, because ten years ago, nobody was writing directly for audio like this. Um, but in another way, it's the oldest form of storytelling there is. You know, if you go back to the beginning of storytelling and Homer. He wasn't a writer, he was a poet. He was a, a, it, the oral tradition is, is where we come from. So it is very powerful, and I think if it really works, if you can get the earworm and get inside somebody's head and get them to force their own imagination to build the Verona of 1499, you've hooked into the most powerful CGI machine there is. You know, IMAX is nothing next to this. If you can put IMAX like this between people's ears and make them light up the projector, then it becomes incredibly real. And that's what really excites me about this, is the idea of persuading listeners to build their own theatre.